Funds for Bookworm are provided in part by Lannan Foundation. From KCRW and KCRW.com, I'm Michael Silverblatt, and this is Bookworm. Penguin of Viking Penguin have a series called the Penguin Classics. They revive, republish, and keep in print some of the great works of world literature. And brand new to their series are two books by the Southern writer Harry Cruz. It's amazing because one of the first books I ever received in the mail from a publisher was the book Car by Harry Cruz. And my guest today, the marvelous Tobias Wolf, reminds me that the car, <laughs> that the hero of Car decides to eat is a maverick. Well, I didn't remember that. Tobias Wolf does and would. Toby Wolf is my guest today. He is, of course, the author of This Boy's Life and In Pharaoh's Army, to name just two of his books. Both of these books are memoirs, and possibly because he wrote such powerful and long-standing memoirs. Toby was asked to write the foreword to Harry Cruz's A Childhood, the Biography of a Place. Um, I had not read this book before. I think it's magnificent, and we immediately set to work getting Tobias Wolf to join us. It's a great honor to have Tobias Wolf here because he was one of the first people on the show, Bookworm, with his memoir, This Boy's Life. Now, tell me, Tobias, how you encountered A Childhood, The Biography of a Place, by the author we're celebrating, Harry Cruz. My brother, uh, Jeffrey, was a book critic for a, a while, and he got a galley of this book in the mail back when it was first published and sent it to me right away. I had not written anything uh, of this kind, uh, a memoir. I, I was only writing fiction at the time. But I was just bowled over by the book. I had read uh, Harry Cruz and, and admired his work, especially his book, Feast of Snakes. But Carr, the one you just mentioned, is a real kind of comic uh, tour de force as well, uh, with, of course, very dark undertones. Uh, Cruz's comedy, so is a shadow. But I loved this book. I, I loved it unreservedly because partly because there is so much love in it in a way that you wouldn't perhaps uh, anticipate from reading other of, of uh, Harry Cruz's novels. Uh, and I've read it. <laughs> I've read it uh, more than a few times over the years. I, I have actually uh, uh, introduced it to students of mine and courses I've taught and 
so I, when I was invited to revisit it and to uh, write an introduction, I didn't hesitate for a moment uh, because I, I feel such a, uh, uh, an evangelistic uh, impulse for having other people read this book. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. You know, I don't read that many memoirs, actually. Uh, I tend to go to fiction and to history uh, for my reading. Um, I, even though I've committed a couple of them myself, I, I, uh, it, isn't, it isn't the form that I automatically gravitate to. You know, obviously, I love Nabokov and and Frank Conroy and Mary McCarthy's Memories of the Catholic Girlhood. There are such great books in that genre, but it isn't the first thing I turn to. But boy, do I love this book. You know, I love it too. And I was so surprised by it because I remember in that distant past when I was in college, Harry Cruz was compared to a Flannery O'Connor on steroids. And I I thought that Carr was an amazing comic tour de force, as you just said, but I didn't know whether I needed Flannery O'Connor on steroids. Uh, she was overpowering enough in her best stories, like A Good Man is Hard to Find, but Harry Cruz... I fell in love with Harry Cruz. His fiction became known as Dirty Southern or as Gritlet, and I never encountered a living and breathing writer in my childhood. It wasn't until I got to college, and the teachers in that college, State University of New York at Buffalo, included John Barth, Donald Bartholomew, Robert Creeley, and even John Coetzee. Well before publishing his first novel in America, at the time, something called black comedy, which had nothing to do with race, was very popular. John Barth wasn't a writer of black comedy, nor was Donald Barthelme, but this was the stamp that was put on avant-garde writing at the time. And Harry Cruz certainly is a black comic writer, but he's not called that. He's called Dirty Southern or Gritlet, and his, his writing is terrific. And in particular, this book... Well, it's called A Childhood, Not My Childhood, The Biography of a Place. People like to point out that Henry James wrote a book called The Portrait of a Lady, the emphasis being on portrait rather than the lady, natural for James. And in this book, A Childhood, there is something of universal Southern childhood about this. With Harry Cruz in this book, I went through childhood paralysis. I went through the appearance of a drunken father wielding a shotgun. Harry Cruz comments that it was not uncommon for drunken men down South to shoot at their wives who were growing old 
in these sharecropping communities in Georgia in the 1930s. These women were growing old before they were 30. And so this is a very distinct American book that asks us to understand not just the courtship of boy and girl, but the courtship of mule and mule. Mules don't breed, but they do court, apparently, according to Harry Cruz in this book, A Childhood, which bears a foreword by my guest, Tobias Wolf. Now, as you mentioned, this is a book with enormous heart. Uh, it's not enormous generosity. He is telling it as it is or as it was, and it's frequently heartbreaking. Um, rereading it now, were you struck by how dark this book can get while remaining so loving? Yes. Well, one one thing that comes to mind is uh, his father. Uh, his father did not have a mule, uh, and so as a sharecropper um, obliged to plow the land, he put himself in harness, and he plowed the field that mules usually would have plowed. And it killed him. He keeled over in harness at the age of 33, leaving, um, leaving a, a, a wife and young family behind. The day of his funeral, someone went into their, while they were away burying Cruz's father, someone went into their smokehouse and stole their meat. Uh, it was that poor a place. And Cruz, this is one of the, this is one of the moments that really, really uh, touched me. And just even thinking about it, uh, uh, Cruz knew who did it. The family knew who had stolen their their food, leaving leaving some small morsel, one piece behind, perhaps overlooking it, or I would guess from some flicker of some residue of conscience about what they were doing. But Cruz and his family knew who had done it, and they knew why. The, that person's family was hungry. And, uh, and that tells you so much about that place. And it also tells you a lot about Harry Cruz, that he, though knowing the man's name, and he names people in this book, he loves the music of their names, the poetry of their names. He does not name this man. And that is a, an act of, of kindness, of, of mercy, uh, that, is, uh, that tells you a lot about how these people live together and, and how even among all their feuds, often fatal feuds, they had this understanding of each other and the difficulties that, that their neighbors lived with and uh, and when someone was in deep trouble, they would come to their help uh, out of their own meager resources. Uh, so when he calls this book, it's really interesting. He doesn't just leave it at a childhood. The complete title is A Childhood, The Biography of a Place. And it is unusual among memoirs in that the focus is not always on poor Harry Cruz growing up poor. 
and uh, and having terrible things happen to him, which they sure did again and again. But his gaze goes outward to this place that he grew up in. He's really more interested in that, the people around him, than in his own personal struggles, and, though we can witness them, we can see them. He does not dwell on them. He's much more interested in the community, the way they lived, uh, uh, and uh, and what a strange, uh, to us, life it was. It was, it was really a feudal existence, such as you might have encountered in Sicily in the, you know, uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, up until the early 20th century, actually, or Albania, or, you know, uh, it was a it was a feudal existence. And people didn't even own their own land. Most of them, uh, they, they plowed for other people who we never see. You never even though this is in the 20th century, you never hear mention of it. You hear mention of a tractor. You never see one. People used animals. It was a life such as you might have lived on a farm in the 1500s. The only landowning person we meet is a landlord who comes to evict Mama Cruz and the young family, and that is the role of the rich in this book. Otherwise, what we meet are sharecroppers and their families. And if all you know of the South comes from Gone with the Wind, I had students who only knew Gone with the Wind, who'd never read Faulkner. But what you will learn of life in the South at this period, beginning in the 1930s, I don't want to say that it will curl your hair, but it will, surely, these sharecroppers did not consider themselves or call themselves slaves, but they might as well have. It's a extraordinary life that involves the formation of community in defense against pestilence, cruelty, illness, hunger, really near starvation, and this is the book that Harry Cruz writes about his childhood. And he had one son, and he dedicates the book to his young one. This book was written for my boy, Byron Jason Cruz, who, as I understand it, is himself a teacher of writing. Harry Cruz had gotten a degree at the University of Florida, and was teaching writing from the time of the publication of his first novel, The Gospel Singer, which is also published in this book of Penguin Classics. Now, as I understand it, Tobias, you never met Harry. Had you ever imagined this place before you'd read this book? Had you known it? not in its fullness, as he gives it to us. I served in the military and, uh, with people who grew up in that world, and I would hear stories of it, but I didn't know it at first hand. It is a foreign country within our country, almost. And one of the aspects of life in this culture was the violence that you mentioned in your introduction. And that was a 
that, you know, men getting shot over fence posts, men getting shot over over a bird dog uh, wandering onto someone else's property, uh, the ability to imagine uh, or to perceive a slight. That was a talent they had for uh, for conceiving grudges and avenging them. And the cycle of revenge, as in Sicily or, or uh, old Scotland, could go on for generations. Uh, and so it is, it is really a very particular place that he's giving us here. And we feel, we feel it really come into sharp focus, paradoxically, when the mother fleeing this violent husband of hers, who was her, her, her dead husband's brother, uh, she, she, she fled to uh, Florida and, and was working uh, in Jacksonville in a cigar rolling plant. And there he gives us a picture of the life that the world that most of us live in, a world of cars going noisily down the road, of, of air toxic with exhaust, of flush toilets and refrigerators, things that they could hardly have dreamed of where he grew up, but also alienation. Where they, where he grew up, everybody knew everybody. Uh, your, your, your family was close by and all its ramifications, friendships that had been developed over generations surrounded you and so when he comes to this modern world it's 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 a shock to us for all the violence and poverty of the place where uh he comes from it feels somehow more habitable almost than than this modern world I'm Michael Silverblatt, and you're listening to KCRW's Bookworm. I'm talking with Tobias Wolf, who's written a wonderful preface to the book by Harry Cruz, Harry Cruz's most autobiographical book called A Childhood, The Biography of a Place. It's published in Penguin Classics series, and, um, you know, it's marvelous to have it back in print. We'll continue after this short break. I want to tell you about a new show from the Financial Times called Life and Art from FT Weekend, hosted by me, Lila Raptopoulos. Life and Art is twice a week. On Mondays, I have a guest on to talk about life and how to live a good one. Everything from winter travel to cooking to living more creatively. And on Fridays, we talk art. Two FT journalists and I discuss a piece of culture that's in the air. New music, movies, and more. Find Life and Art from FT Weekend wherever you listen. I'm Michael Silverblatt. This is Bookworm, and I'm talking with Tobias Wolf about A Childhood, The Biography of a Place by Harry Cruz, a memoir that begins in southern sharecropping days with the young Harry Cruz growing up with a man he's been told is his father, but who is in fact his uncle. I think that this was once more common than one would have ordinarily supposed. I know, for instance, that Jack Nicholson was raised to believe that his mother was his sister. 
and his grandmother brought both of them up. It's sort of amazing to remember that confusion about identity was once very much a part of who we are and who we were in America. Many of the people in America had fled families who were left behind in Europe, and the new families formed were not identifiably or recognizable as relatives. They adopted one another here, much as, much later, people who survived concentration camps claimed other survivors as their cousins, their uncles, their aunts. The formation of family after tragedy is a huge subject of consciousness, and it is a consciousness given to us by Harry Cruz in this book, A Childhood, the Biography of a Place. Harry's mother flees to Florida, as Tobias said, to work in a cigar-rolling plant. And sometimes the tobacco was too stiff to roll, and the mother would come home so tired and miserable that she would come home and beat the children. It was not an easy life and could not be led easily at all. By the end of the book, I was weeping. Oh, it it is so beautiful. Can I read just one thing from it? I hoped you would, Toby. Thank you. Absolutely. Toby is going to read from A Childhood, The Biography of a Place by Harry Cruz. Uh, This is the uh, concluding uh, passage of of this memoir. Cruz uh, was taken off, as, as we've said, by his mother from this place where he grew up, this poor, violent place and where he himself had suffered uh, all kinds of trauma, psychological and physical. Uh, He fell into a boiling cauldron at one point that was being used to to boil the bristles off of the hide of of pigs. And, And it boiled his own skin off. He had infantile paralysis. I mean, he he really went through the ringer, and and uh, this was a very hard place to grow up. He ends up going into the Marine Corps, where he served three years. And at the end of his uh, time, after he got discharged, he before going to college, he went back to uh, he went back to visit this place he grown where he'd grown up and where he still had kin. And uh, he was out uh, in a field one day with with some friends. And it was really hot. And he said, I glanced up at the sky and said, Goddamn son. As soon as I'd spoken, I knew what I had done. The four boys perceptibly flinched. When they turned to look at me, the joking and laughter were gone. Look, I said, I I didn't. But there was nothing I could say. I had already done what in Bacon County was unthinkable. I had cursed the sun. And in Bacon County, you do not curse the sun or the rain or the land or God. They are all the same thing. To curse any of them is an ultimate blasphemy. I had known that three years ago, but in three years I had somehow managed to forget it. 
I stood there feeling how much I had left this place and these people. And at the same time, knowing that it would be forever impossible to leave them completely. Wherever I might go in the world, they would go with me. He's a beautiful writer. I mean, even in these dark books like Carr and Feast of Snakes, the writing is, is extraordinary. But here he has brought that gift onto deep, deep uh, matters, I think. Now, our guest, Tobias Wolf was one of the very first guests on Bookworm oh, over 30 years ago when his memoir, This Boy's Life, came out. He appeared several times since, including the 30th anniversary of This Boy's Life, and he's a writer who, whose work I love. I have to close by asking Tobias Wolf, what are you working on now? Uh, Michael, I, I thank you for the question. Uh, I'm I'm in the last stages, and I mean, you know, uh, within uh, you know three or four months of finishing a novel I've been working on for some time now. I'm hoping that I will have something in your hands before too long. I'm eagerly awaiting it. Are you able to tell us the title? Yes, the title is the last utterance of the great Mexican bandit who we went after uh, uh, across the border, Pancho Villa. The, it, the title is the last thing Pancho Villa ever said. He was shot in a gunfight in Chihuahua, Mexico. And as he was dying, one of his trusted lieutenants knelt next to him to hear what he might have to say to posterity. And Pancho Villa said, uh, it can't end like this. Tell them I said something. And that is the title of the novel. <laughs> tell, them, tell them I said something. And I hope that the novel will be worthy of this great last utterance of Pancho Villa. I would say that the book we're talking about, Harry Cruz's book, A Childhood, The Biography of a Place, has everything to do with the persistence of memory. It's our subject for today, the persistence of memory. Our guest has been Tobias Wolf. We've been talking about A Childhood, The Biography of a Place by Harry Cruz, published in paperback by Penguin Classics, now at last back in print. Thank you, Tobias, for joining me. It's a pleasure to hear your voice again. Likewise, Michael. I've enjoyed it. I want to tell my listeners that due to the pandemic, we're each taping remotely, so you may hear unusual sounds. You can visit kcrw.com slash bookworm for a podcast of today's show, available by day, by night, wherever you are. Also available at all podcast services and on demand with KCRW smartphone apps. If you haven't already, please become a KCRW member. We are, my colleagues and I, doing this out of a devoted love for literature, for books. Today, you've heard me talking to one of America's great living writers, Tobias Wolf, about one of America's great dead Southern writers, Harry Cruz. Special thanks, of course, 
As always, to my Bookworm Show collaborators, Alan Howard and Sean Sullivan, and our marvelous engineer, P.J. Shahamet. I'm Michael Silverblatt. Join me again next time on Bookworm. I am a bookworm, he is a bookworm, she is a bookworm, we are all bookworms. Funds for Bookworm are provided in part by Lannan Foundation. This program is produced in the studios of KCRW Santa Monica. You can access archives of all Bookworm programs and podcasts, the most recent ones, at kcrw.com slash bookworm. The Bookworm themes were composed and performed by Ron and Russell Mayle of Sparks. I want to tell you about a new show from the Financial Times called Life and Art from FT Weekend, hosted by me, Lila Raptopoulos. Life and Art is twice a week. On Mondays, I have a guest on to talk about life and how to live a good one. Everything from winter travel to cooking to living more creatively. And on Fridays, we talk art. Two FT journalists and I discuss a piece of culture that's in the air. New music, movies, and more. Find Life and Art from FT Weekend wherever you listen.